For almost a decade on my TV show, Interview with Ed, I've been interviewing extra-dimensional beings and consciousnesses from a number of different realms. Many of my questions have been answered, but with every answer comes more questions. Join me on my ongoing quest to find out who are we, why are we here, and where are we going? Hi, guys. Happy Sunday. Are we on Sunday? Yes, we're on Sunday. I think we're, we're in the Sunday time zone. Sunday morning here. Sunday morning for Sean. Yeah. Uh, we usually do the Sunday morning my time, so we push the time a little bit, but it's worked out. Oh, thank you. Actually, you're glowing, Sean. It's, well, you're always glowing. <laughs> <laughs> so how you been, my friend? Oh, I've been having a good time. Yeah. Been going oh, well. good. Still in Hawaii? I'm a Maui. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, just had a friend out visiting from Vienna, Austria. Okay. So been uh, going and going and going, hiking and driving yeah. and exploring and swimming and out in the sun a lot. So, yeah, we've had a good time. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Well, last time we, we chatted, uh, other than just a few texts here and there, uh, it was at our, our, our ETA retreat, right? That was, uh, that happened just before our uh, COVID uh, lockdown. Right. right? It's been a couple, that was couple really years. Bizarre. <laughs> right. <laughs> the whole well, thing. Uh, we're out yeah, there on that amazing place out there on, yeah. on the big island of Hawaii. Yeah. And then uh, when it was over, he dropped me off at the airport there at Kona and I was getting on a plane and there were people boarding with masks on it. Like, what's happening? It was so strange. It's such a strange world. And literally, like, uh, you know, a few days later, the whole, every, the whole island gets locked down. And yeah. uh, I didn't even know if we were going to get out. We were like, what? What is this? What's going on here? And uh -huh. then uh, obviously now we're in the, in the years later now. And what a change. Big change has been happening. Yeah. So you guys had talked about coming over to Maui, but I suppose your plans changed. And you just had to go we, back to California. I don't know. Well, we, we made it to Maui, uh, but we had to cut the whole thing short. Because literally, I think we got to Maui. We were there a day or two. And then... Um, we were getting the messages that if you don't get out now, like there's going to be full lockdown, okay. which some people ended up getting trapped on Maui, which is not a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> and we were kind of like, well, maybe if it's meant to be, you know, if we're meant to be trapped, then we'll be trapped. But no, we ended up, uh, our crew, um, my wife and, uh, Steve and Izumi, uh, and, uh, Gita, we all went to, um, the airport, we were stuck at the airport for nine hours um, because I, I guess they were just, I don't know if they were canceling flights or what, the, you know, it was a mess. And then we arrived in LA and it was like, it was like the zombie apocalypse. You know, you can literally <laughs> see tumbleweeds going down the freeway, like just in the, the old Western movies. And right. uh, we were, every, you know, we were driving uh, home and, you know, it was, it was quite a different atmosphere. So, um, but yeah, uh, that reminds yeah. me. I, I sent a, I had a friend that lives out by LAX sent me a picture, and, and it was just no traffic on the freeways. So it's just such a, yeah. like you say, tumbleweeds. And I remember yeah. seeing that happen after the Northridge earthquake in 1994. Mm -hmm. Nobody was, get, it was like 10 a.m., and nobody was getting on the freeways. I had to go from up in the valley down to Newport Beach area. I had it, and I was just, it was so strange, just a few cars driving down the freeway. And, right. 
Right, right. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, that tumbleweeds. And uh, and here here we are a couple of years later. A lot of changes have happened. Uh, well, many changes globally. But uh, how about how about with you? Uh, you've been continuing with the channeling. I, I know yes. my friend Erica, who you met, sent, sent, been sending me some uh, QHHT recordings. I don't know if we can go into that a little bit if you want, but. Yeah, I'd be interested in hear your perspective on it. Um, so she uh, she works with the hypnosis and, and like Dolores Cannon. She studied with her for several years. Yeah, and, a friend a friend of mine who I guess I made the intro, and then you guys were able to connect, and uh, she regressed Sean a few times, right? Quite a few times. Oh yeah, like five or six times. It's wow. Okay. Yeah, she, she carries a great energy with her, you know, and having studied with Dolores and just having in her own right, having that intuitive ability. And so it helps it just takes me to another dimension. That otherwise perhaps I wouldn't go to. And, um, so <laughs> yeah. So I, what, I, I, what I, does I, it feel like being regressed? Are you, are you aware of what's happening in the moment or do you completely black out? No, like a so, so I don't black out. Yeah, it's a little bit more like a channeling. So I don't okay. go, I don't go unconscious. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to explain. And I think it, it, it intrigued her so much that she wanted to film it and send you some footage. Mm -hmm. um, but I think by the time we got to that, it was like three or four sessions later. And I don't know that much of what was intriguing her occurred at that. It was in a different location where we did it that regression and it and um uh so i don't know if she sent it to you if there was anything See, really particularly I different i i remember them trickling in wonderful to be here with you in these blending moments together in this day of our time sherry how are you i'm good how are you delightful to have this opportunity together we can explore and this time in more of the infinite, more of the unconditional love that is all of our actual nature. And with this in heart and mind, in what way would you most enjoy exploring together? Um, well, we have a lot of questions today, um, some general questions. Um, first of all, I'd like to ask you... How are you able to connect through Sean? Like, what is the mechanism that you're using in order to speak through him right now? The human body has crystalline capability in what you would think of as the anatomy of the organ brain in your skull. And it is in this area it can focus on different frequencies of consciousnesses. And then this moment, his crystalline structure within the brain of the skull has been attuned to tune in to the frequency of my consciousness. And my consciousness, my brain, and my crystalline structure is also tuning in to the frequency of his crystalline structure within the brain of his skull. And so there is this match of frequency, symbiotic frequency. We are on the same wavelength in that way. 
and I them understanding how to do this, how to send my consciousness on this wavelength, and he then understanding how to adjust to the crystalline frequency that I am set upon. We are on the same frequency and our consciousnesses go back and forth, back and to gather back and forth. And how do you experience the call? For example, when Sean starts to breathe and calls you in, how do you experience it on it your It is, in a sense, a knowing, a feeling of the timing of the impulse, of the physicality of his consciousness, which has a physicality to it, the physicality of the crystalline structure within the brain, within the skull. It is sending, pulsing, a signal, a pulsation. And where are you right now? I am in a spacecraft focused over the Hawaiian island of Kauai. So you're in a craft right now? Yes. And in this, I am in a room. It is primarily of what you would think of soft, to feel the idea of floor, the idea of the structure above me within the room. It is a, not in your typical room shape, not the idea of squares, rectangular. It is more spherical in a sense, this room. And how many people do you live with on this spacecraft? It is at this time approximately in the range of close to 10,000. And do you live here all the time or do you have a home planet that you return to sometimes? Frequently here, I do have a home planet. And when, where is your home planet? Well, we will talk of the one that is, let's say, in your star system of Capella, in the constellation of Alriga, as you typically in your Earth human vernacular would classify it. And when you go home, you travel to the planet with the spacecraft? It is a slightly different frequency, so you would not be able to pick it up in your astronomical telescope system. That is the general region, however. And what is the mechanism that you use to travel from where you are now over Hawaii to your constellation or to your planet? I would in that way get into a different craft, not the one with the 10,000. Mm. And in this craft, it is primarily going to be a matter of attuning to the consciousness frequencies of that location and attuning my craft to that consciousness frequencies of that location such that the craft that I am in becomes those frequencies to match to, in a sense, then be in that frequency wherein that location of the planet is. And how do you calculate that frequency? How do you know the frequency of the planet? It is a little bit like knowing when you want to pick something up off of the table and let's say if it's a food item, place it to your mouth so you can then take a bite of it. For example, if it is an apple, it is a knowing, it is an understanding. It is a birth process of going up with understanding of how to do this. 
as I learn to speak the language and you and those in your world learn to speak the language, it becomes a knowing. You learn how to do this. I, those in my world, already knew how to do this. I, growing up in this world, learned how to speak the language native to my world by being with those who were before me doing this. They know how to move through space and time in this way. I learn by being with them as they already know are doing it in this way. It is like learning the language. Are there currently any humans on Earth that know how to travel the way you travel? Not that I'm aware of. Again, all right. Earth humans born here on Earth. In that frame, not that I'm aware of. And how far away is the human species from understanding how to travel the way you travel? I, being human, then understand how to do this. So, the idea question, perhaps more specifically, Earth humans. Timing is approximately... In this way that I just explained that I do, grow up learning to do, Earth humans born on Earth to do this, well, I see it unfolding in 250 to 350 years in your future. Not too long. As I visualize the time frame that you are currently on. As I move into the future timeline where you're most likely going to be, I begin to see you and those in your world doing it in a timeline approximately 250, 350 years out. Not to say that it won't come sooner on a different timeline that you might set yourself into, adapt into, And it then could become sooner. So this means there's good news that Earth humans and the Earth will still be alive in 200 to 250 years. As I experience, visualize the most likely probability from where you are now into the future, yes. Okay. This can change to the point where you might not be there at that time frame at all. Right. It isn't set because there is more than one possible future for you in your current world. And in different future possibilities, if you are then moving into one of those, it can be very different. Whereas you make the switch to be able to travel, as I explained, I do sooner, it could be longer. There may be nobody here in a time frame 250, 350 years in your future. It can vary. The most probable one is the one I explained, 250, 350 years, based on where you are as a society today. Okay. And now, who are you in relation to Sean? I am a him in a different timeline. Can you explain that a little further? All right, as an analogy, you have on your hand two fingers. They don't, in a sense, convey, carry, exist in the same space. I and he don't exist in the same space. You can see both your fingers, but you don't see me and him in the same space because the body that we are is much larger. I and he are one body, 
we are one living being, but you don't see that because it is much larger. Perhaps you aren't aware that that is a reality. I and he are one being, but the body is much larger than your physical human body. You are used to your physical human body and you think that is one embodiment of a person. Define it that way. And you have, let's say, 10, let's say, fingers, including your thumbs, and you think that is all your body contains. Now, as in time you go to learn your body is much larger than this physical body, therein he and I exist on one body in this larger structure that we are, a larger body. So in that way, I and he are like the fingers you have on your hand. And is the body, this larger body, could it also be known as the soul? Like the oversoul or the... The soul contained in the larger body. In a sense, the body, larger body contained in the soul. It overlaps. It goes both ways. And what is your time? Are you in the future? I am presently in your, his future. Presently. How many years? Before this conversation is up, I might be in the past, how, but I am presently in your future. How, how would that be possible for you to... All time is simultaneous. It all exists here and now. You talk about the past and the present, future, here and now, where it all exists. Your memory of the past is something you create in the present. Your memory of the past isn't the same as perhaps the memory of the past you created a moment ago or yesterday. It is a different recall of the past that you're creating in your present. Same in the idea if you perceive a future, that is something you're creating in the present. It all, everything, the one, that is the all. I am, that is the all, exists here and now in the present. Always has, always will. The idea of the past and the present and the future is something you create in the idea of your mind. You construct these realities moment to moment in such a way you think they are unfolding over time. But they are all moments of the present. And so, the, the, let's say the us ten minutes ago, before we started this interview, still exist in the now. And is it therefore in another dimension? It can, you can say another dimension, yes, of time perhaps, yes. Is that how, it, that's how it would be explained? Simply, yes. Okay. It is a vastly complex version of existence expressing itself. It is a vastly complex version of all that is coming into the experience of a part of all that is, so that you can have this version of experience of all that is. So there isn't one component that you can dial into and get a handle on. You can get more understanding of how this works, but as your understanding grows, more questions can grow as well. Because really, it is an infinite process how it works. But you can have fun exploring understanding more of the layers of how it works, more of the components of how it works. And so essentially it's possible to travel through time. Like say I wanted to go experience myself at four years old. 
how what would be the best way to all right experience that now you are traveling through time to be the present you you perceive yourself to be because the four-year-old version of you is also presently existing and that version is traveling to this version of you in time traveling through time to have this experience of this version of you you are presently traveling through time to have this version now how do you then get back to experience that four-year-old version of you it is something that you can do initially it's going to be more a sense of you begin to get a feeling of what's going on how you feel you can begin to get a sense of your mental complex how you constructed your version of reality will be very simple you'll begin to have a sense of very childlike experience of the reality if you want to do this begin to in tune into that four-year-old version of you what is that like what must you be perceiving feel into it tune into allow that version of you begin to convey through your physicality your present moment so that you begin to get a feeling of the four-year-old version of you and it will become very childlike very childish childlike and perhaps more naive more in awe more in wonderment of the world more in a sense of let's go play wow this is amazing everything is a possibility life is wonderful and you begin to get more of that sense of wonderment that you would have had as a four-year-old the four-year-old is having so you begin to allow these nuances of versions of perception and experientiality to come into your experience let that flow through you let that take you over and then you can begin to dial in more of the mental component how you might structure a question or a statement it will be very different and you so begin to channel that expression of you at four years old hmm. you can do this you can channel the four-year-old version of you interesting talk like the four-year-old version. now it can help to put the characters you had that you perceive you had in that four-year-olds around you was it your brother your sister your mother your father put them in a very frequent situation that you had play out for you perhaps at the dinner table make it a good moment at the dinner table or at lunch or breakfast make it a good one choose it to be a good one and put yourself in that environment as if you're in that environment now because that version of you is and that will begin to make it easier for you to tune more into that version of you the more you can tune into that version of you the more you begin to carry that version of you through this version of you so you can begin to experience it more now now it is possible you would completely totally tune into that version of you in a sense like how i am tuning in to make this conversation possible and then you could be conversing through the four-year-old version of you in a way that might really astonish your mother or father at the dinner table and you would say something that wow that was very wise of you where did that come from well it came from this version of you so i can also affect a version of me that's that i consider to be in the past 
like my future self can affect my past self. It can. And so how does that also work with past lives? And how are our past lives connected with us now? In a similar way, but uh, mm, there's more disconnect. It can be more difficult to get the f- same similar frequencies to match up sufficiently that so you can tune in together, be on the same channel, enough similar wavelength and enough so that you begin to bring it through. But you can do it. If you feel more excited about connecting to a past life than the four-year-old version of you, focus on that because the more excitement can be the way you know they're more likely for you to have greater success doing that. And you're saying to do that, it's essentially just meditation. Intent. Meditation can place you in a more open frequency where it's more likely to be able to connect to the frequency so that tunes in together, so it matches up. The meditation can open you up, be more open to hearing it, feeling it, dialing it in. But it isn't necessary. It can be a very helpful gateway. Okay. Think about the past life. If you have sensations or what it was like or what the environment was like, whether the geographical or in the room or the house or the people who were there, what the music sounded like, what the light was like. Did you all go by candlelight? Did you have electrical lights? Well, the more you can imagine that, that begins to place you. All of those are frequencies of that frequency, of that reality, begin to build your ability to become more of that frequency. Imagine them. Paint the picture as full as you can with your imagination. Now, was that your first time being regressed? No. Um, yeah, that's something that I was doing back in um, the, the early 1990s. And so that was something I would do before oh. I was channeling even. Oh, really? Okay. And um, did that help in getting into the channeling process? Do you think? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it helps. It helped me to become more comfortable in going and exploring a different state of being, different state of awareness at being able to access a different state of, uh, of my existence. Being able to tune into different frequencies. If you think we're all channels, we all channel our own personality each day. And we just do it automatically. From the time we're born, we start learning how to speak. And that's channeling our spirit and soul through our physical body. So this is something I think that's what channeling to me. We're always, always channeling our personality and our soul through this physical body. And so that helped me learn like a radio to change the frequency of existence I was tuned into from my personality to some other personalities to bring other beings and people and intelligences and consciousness through some physical, some non-physical, some human, right. some non-human trees, yeah. plants, animals. So I guess that's what the early regressions that I was doing helped me to open up, to change the frequency that I was dialed into, to learn to change the dial on the radio, so to speak. So it just wasn't the program of my personality coming through this physical radio, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that was very helpful for me to do those uh, explorations. And so then with her, it's like a whole different type of uh, radio in a sense. She brings in, you think like, uh, you think about musical instruments, you got 
drums and she brought in a synthesizer in a sense. So mm. I could go to whole different kinds of frequencies to tap into. And physically, there was quite a bit of adjustments going on. Um, again, it's hard to explain the, the words, uh, how to describe that. But um, the physical body, certainly you talk about things like chakras and meridians, uh, subtle energy bodies, was opening some doors or gateways, however you want to think mm -hmm. about that, and aligning them so I could connect to some of these new uh, stations on the mm -hmm. radio. And she was bringing through quite a few different um, people, consciousnesses. Yeah, I remember it was fluctuating quite a bit on the dial. It was all yeah. kinds of stuff coming through. Yes, yeah, jumping yeah. around quite a bit. Did, I know, and now we're, we, we're talking about it. So now the audience is like, I want to hear, I want to hear. Do you think it might be um, possible to share uh, some select ones uh, with, with our, just our members page here? At if, some if point you, in the future if, to go through? Yeah. Some? Yeah, we'll sure. go through them and pick out, you know, what we feel comfortable with and uh, talk with Erica and you if that's a possibility. Because I know everybody's not like, what are they talking about? I want to hear it, I'm sure. So, um, but we, is that cool? We do, we'll figure it out. We can figure it out after, you know, yeah. see what, what, what we feel comfortable with and some things can be edited and stuff. But I, I found it fascinating. And it was really, uh, I know Eric was asking a lot of questions of the time, you know, we were... There was so, I mean, there's still obviously so much uncertainty with geopolitics, what's going on with the, you know, we're kind of through the COVID phase for now. Uh, there were, you know, new phases and economic phases and these kinds of things are coming through. But, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, uh, in fact, I, I sort of for a study, I want to look back at uh, that where we are now, because when you're in it, you know, in that, in that time, it's, you have a, a sort of a limited lens of of things happening and now after it's done you know after we're sort of through the heavy lifting of the covid phase uh we can look back and and i think the information might resonate and feel and look like oh yeah that's that's what he meant then you know what i mean oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sure so it could be an interesting uh, sort of case study yeah. Oh, she was asking some questions about those topics. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, well, how's the environment in, in Hawaii? I know, um, they had like a delay, delayed, uh, COVID, you know, it kind of hit Hawaii a bit later in the game, you know, while the rest of the world was getting hit. How did that affect day-to-day -day life there much at all or? Yeah. The quarantine requirement was if you arrived on the island it was a 14 days you had to stay right. and you're if you're a visitor you had to stay in your hotel yeah so not many people come to hawaii maui stay for 14 days right so people stopped coming and it got very quiet here and also people who live here quite a few of them were concerned and not really sure what was going on so they would stay inside so you go wow. to the beach and, and there was, you might see one or two people on the beach. Wow. The first couple of months. So maybe like May and June of, I think it was 2020. It was just really quiet. So it was a little bit like the tumbleweeds, but <laughs> maybe some sense, some beach turtles, things like that were out walking around on the beach. It was uh, right. 
the, the wildlife, the sea life, the, 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 yeah. the seabirds, they were out on the beach, but there was very few people. It was very quiet. And I, uh, and gradually things started to, they started to, of course, over the several months, they changed the quarantine and uh, things are pretty much mostly back to normal now, it seems like, or, or, or to a place where people are, there's a lot of people coming to the island now. It's, it's quite busy. This is the slowest season of the year, September and October, but it's still a lot of visitors on island. Um, perhaps more than would be normal in the years prior to COVID for this time of year. I think a lot of people, it's kind of like the uh, Southwest Airlines commercial, want to get away. So a lot of people come out here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For, for your work right now, and uh, you said you're continuing the channeling, continuing to, to, to do the work. Is that more private? Or yes. I, Events have been kind of next to nothing these days. Um, in-person events? In-person yeah. events are uh, kind of, there's starting to come back a little bit, but I know uh, in the in the channel each other, it seems like everybody's sort of gone this sort of virtual experience. Um, it, any anything like general things that you coming through that we can? I'm sure we'll ask questions later, but uh, uh, and get into it. But any kind of themes that we might that you've noticed in the people you've been working with and these kinds of things. So I do a lot of the private channeling and I've done a few group sessions, uh, group events. So I, I don't really keep track and mm -hmm. say there's some things because they're mostly those, I consider those kind of like personal and, and private sure. sessions. Um, done some CE fives where we get oh, together okay. and, um, yeah. and then I'll do some channeling, which is, I don't no. know. I haven't been to too many other uh, CE5s outside of this area mm -hmm. to see how many times they have a person who's channeling connecting to the idea of extraterrestrials. Certainly they're calling in spaceships and spacecraft in that way. And, and so we've had some good group uh, gatherings doing that in different locations here on Maui, mm -hmm. enjoying the, the stars out at night. That. Wow, we've seen some very interesting types of uh, of uh, light flying around, making some very strange erratic patterns. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they well, are. We have a few people from Hawaii at this this retreat I'm I'm currently attending, and uh, they were all talking about how they've been seeing ships around the islands, uh, and talking about different experiences. You know, not not even in a C five experience, just randomly. Uh, connecting so i think right now there's a lot of activity around hawaii okay. i mean around the world there's going on but uh, from the reports that are coming in from my my side it seems like there's a lot going on there uh, and i'm seeing videos even coming in uh there's like off the coast there's you know a lot of bright light ships just staying lit for you know hours at a time and then dimming down and then erratic movements and these kinds of things so uh, you're, you're in it. You're in the thick of it. Yes. yes. And what, what's coming through the channelings at that point in those situations? Is it just helping to make connections? Yeah, it's, it's, um, helping the people there feel comfortable with the extraterrestrial that there's people that exist off planet mm -hmm. who have a very more, uh, cohesive, integrated 
belief system and experience in life where people are very supportive of one another. And that I think talking about that from their perspective helps those who are present here in the group right. begin to open their, their beliefs that that is something that's possible. And the more people here think that and believe that, the more we can attract that reality. The Absolutely. more we resonate to civilizations who live in harmony, uh, in harmony in a very peaceful sense, harmony in an uplifting sense, harmony in an abundance of joy and happiness and cooperation sense. So that's something they talk about and share what life is like for them. And, and then they'll just say, you know, you, you guys have the opportunity to build this and create this reality too. And uh, so they, they really share how that is something that comes about to uh, really what you uh, focus on is what you attract. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, I like to use that, uh, mechanism of, Hey, I mean, that's how I kind of got started on my path was there's other civilizations out there that have kind of figured out, you know, all these problems that we're dealing with here on earth. Why don't we take notes? You know, why don't we ask them and start, you know, that was the inspiration for the shows to like, you know, let's just, the, the information's there. Why not? access it and then uh take notes and then how can we apply it start making things better over here in, in our realms so um it's yes. not about escaping to those realms it's about you know taking the nuggets of information and, and, and bringing it here so we can make make things much you know more integrated and, and cohesive and you know supportive for one yes over here. and it's uh Think about going to get some food. If perhaps in the, some areas of the world, you, you go to a, a local store and that's the only store. It's like a community. Uh, maybe they only have a few things available to choose from. So that's what you think. Maybe that's all you know is available to choose from. Mm -hmm. So you don't right. think about all the other alternatives because you don't know they're possible. Right. Of course, now you, you can get on Amazon or, or go to the local supermarket and there's a supermarket across the street and one across the street and they just have vast varieties of things that yeah. you can purchase. Now you can think about all those different choices you have, but if you're out in the country or some community, you don't know those are options. You never think about them. And our world coming from generations and generations where we're not even talking about extraterrestrials, let alone the idea of living in a society and a culture where everybody truly does support one another and has joy connecting with one another. Those are ideas that a lot of us in this world, you know, 100, 200 years ago, wouldn't even have imagined. So what you're talking about and what I'm saying is, is these civilizations are bringing through, there are all these other options. You can live this way. You can have access to this reality. Understand it is real. And yep. the more we become aware that it's an option, the more we'll perhaps go to those choices. It's, it's what we prefer. And if enough of us start to prefer those choices, believe and know they exist, we'll perhaps start accepting them and choosing them. And moving our consciousness and taking action to support that and to live that and to be that reality. Absolutely. Expanding what's possible, what we can uh, yeah. know is possible. It's, uh, yeah. We're breaking through the barriers of this limitation, restriction, and separation that have been uh, upon us for many different reasons mm -hmm. uh, for 2,000 years thousands of what, years what what do you think some of those reasons are well one is uh, perhaps on the base level i would say to explore to explore separation and, and, and limitation 
from our actual awareness of our actual self to have that experience. For example, there are people on Halloween, since it's coming up, who, who want to go into a haunted house yeah. and explore having people and going down dark little hallways with, you know, the, the haze, the fog yeah. and creatures reaching out from behind a dark space and grabbing their shoulders. So they scream and then they know it's just, ah, you know, it's just kind of all in good fun. So right. in a sense, that's kind of a, a sort of what that's like to have that experience. It's, it's a bit like going through a, an unknown and how separated can we get? How far from the awareness of our actual nature can we go? And, and so it's like we're experts in exploring the, the limitations of separation. Um, That's and in doing that, sometimes it can really get away. And sometimes it'll go into depths of darkness and separation that perhaps we might, oh, we're, we're locked in this haunted house. I thought it was just a 30-minute walkthrough. I'm stuck in here now. So... It, it helps With to have you, people come back in and pull us. Hey, here's the door. Come on, right, get right. out I'm this way. Say, we forget how to get out of that thing. And, and then, uh, yeah, and, yeah, that's where we have people come in. We have our ET friends come in and you don't have to be locked in the haunted house, guys. You, you know, there's a whole vast multiverse of fun stuff out here to, to explore without the limitations of getting scared, you know, every day. Right. Every day you wake up again out of bed and have somebody jump around the corner and ah, we're and in the final we, stages of uh, I think so. getting scared. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think so. I think the analogy also then you have like outside the haunted house, you have your parents, they're out there waiting. They know you're in there. They're not going to let you stay in right. there too long. And that's like the guardian angels or spirit guides or our extraterrestrial family or non-physical beings that are there to, Hey, come on guys, you've been in there too long. It's time to get out. It's time to get out here. So, yep. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And then there's um, the ideas of the energies of the, you could say the geomatics, the ge geomagnetic fields, the alignments within the solar system, within the galaxy. Right. There's times where we're in more light that awakens us more and times where it's like a high tide and a low tide. Sometimes the tide's mm -hmm. really high and there's more consciousness available to us. We can connect to more of our imagination, more of our fun and, and feel more of our actual love flow through us. There's times where there's a low tide as the planets and the solar systems are evolving and revolving and all of that. So those, those factors too. Absolutely. Yeah. Just some and, of the, some of the. And I, and I, and I think being aware of some of those, the, the timing of those things and knowing uh, the energetic ley lines and these kinds of things can help us. Um, they're tools that we can sort of pay attention to and, Oh, okay, here's the right time. If we go uh, just like what we're doing here with the work here, if we, set up a device of frequency-based things and this particular plot on the uh, lunar eclipse, then when send out the intention that maybe we, yeah, those are tools that we can ride to access the information even and go even deeper. Yes, excellent. And the more we do it, the more we become that vibration, the more we focus mm -hmm. on it. And to do it once a month or something can be better than no time and not doing it all, but to do it once a day or once every hour, it just amplifies. And then we come more and more in that vibration, which allows more of that information to flow through to us. Again, what we focus on expands. And, Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still 
course, in our consciousness here on earth, I see there's still ways to get drawn back into the limitation and separation. So, uh, well, that's our default. So it's super easy to get pulled back in. It's like what, uh, when you're on a diet, trying to stay away from those donuts, right? Yeah. And then, and then you, you, you can be strict and do it. And then you're like, oh, that donut looks really good. I'll just have one. Oh my God. It's and then you go back and you're <laughs> screw that diet up, whatever. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, we're, it's, but we're training. We're realizing, wow, that donut, you know, it's okay to maybe once in a while, but that thing is going to screw up your system and the sugar and the chemicals. Let's really be diligent with our, uh, understanding and how it affects us. And, yeah. and I think that's, that's same with, um, going into the haunted house or, or dark rooms or whatever you want to call it, but going back into these zones, we know the repercussions. If we're going to go, if you're going to open that door and go into the haunted house, you know, you're going to get scared. So why go in the haunted house? Well, once a, once a year in Halloween, that's fun, but why we're doing it every day. Let's, it's time to wake up guys and say, this don't need to go in the haunted house anymore. Enough yeah. is enough. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's a great analogy for our, our movies, our entertainment will be consumed. You're talking about donuts, consuming stuff and just having the awareness of what you said it well, uh, what you put out is what you get back. So having yeah. that awareness all the time, just, okay, what am I putting out into the universe? Okay, let's make sure, or, or consuming what you put in. Uh, what you you say you have a saying, right? It's like what you well, well, what you focus on expands, which is the same idea. What you put out is what you get back. The strongest right. thoughts, feelings, and emotions and actions, the strongest ones that we put out are the ones that then we track back at those experiences that, that reflect that, that mirror that. So what you put out is what we get back. What you focus on expands. What you focus on expands, yeah. What you put out is what you get back. What you put within, you know, yeah. you know what you put That's in, it. what you consume, <clears throat> is becomes the experience we live. What we consume, whether it's our, what we're talking or the movies we're watching, the television we're watching, the news we're reading, the books we're reading, the people we're talking to, the people we're around. We're consuming that. We're consuming that energy. We're focusing on that energy. And then we become, attract more of that, become more of those ideas and thoughts and feelings. So. When they're all based around limitation and separation, like a haunted house or a scary movie, then we get more of that back. We attract more of that. Uh, so if we focus on the joyful, the supportive, the loving, the unconditional loving, the accepting, uh, the nurturing, uh, the revitalizing, then we get more of that back. Yeah. Absolutely. And going back, way back to our first interview, which was, was that 2000. 18 or 19, somewhere in there out in Malibu. Um, those are some key lessons. And, and that's been sort of the IO uh, message or, you know, Aisha's message, uh, one of his key teachings. Yeah, it's very much along those ideas. Yeah. So I've, I've learned uh, over time that uh, yeah, Aisha is part of a Yael civilization that they, they have over a million years of history. That's very, they, they can really talk about and they're very aware of and so past our what we consider our past our present and our future and so he's able to move around in that and there are several different civilizations that are connected to the idea of a yayel civilization and they have uh they're not all the same just like here on earth we have different cultures we could say what 
that's an earth human, that's in Europe, and this is an earth human in South America, but could be very different in terms of the belief systems and cultures and way of life. So it, again, with the Yaya, they're, they're depending on where, what civilization, what planetary system they're living in, they can be quite different one from the other, yet all being human. So Aishua sometimes jumps around from different timelines that, uh, of the Yaya civilization he's channeling from. Right. But in each of those, the civilizations of the Yaya that he is with his past, present, and future, he is coming from that place of helping us understand we are all unconditional love and what love is doing, it supports us. This is the idea that he's sharing its, its existence itself is there's only one existence and that is existence. So anything that exists is part of existence because it exists. Right. And what existence always does is it supports its existence unconditionally. Well, you could say love, it supports unconditionally. So whatever we most strongly put out and believe about our existence, existence supports us by bringing back to us experiences that reflect what we believe ourselves to be. What we, what we focus on expands, what we put out is what we get back. So in all these different timelines that he is coming to channel and connecting him from, this is like a theme that he's always bringing through. We are unconditional love. And what we want to experience and what we do experience is a result of the, what we believe we are. Uh, we focus on and everything that exists is equal to any other thing that exists from this foundational point of existing anything that exists contains its existence and cannot be greater than or lesser than anything else that exists because existence can't be greater or less than itself it can only be right. equal to itself in a sense so it can't be more holy or evil than, it can't be more right or wrong than, better or less than, more valuable or less valuable than from its actual state of existence. Any and everything that exists is equal and is the same existence. Another way I'll say, say it is that um, existence is only one thing, existence, but it can express itself in an infinite number of ways. And each of those infinite ways can change into an infinite number of ways and all contain the one that contains the infinite. So the one is the infinite, the infinite is the one. The one is the all, the all is the one. He just, there's so many different ways this has been talked about and even from people today and in our past here on earth and in other cultures and other planetary civilizations. So it's a big, it's a big lesson in, in non-judgment, you know, because we're so trained to, to, to have this polarity of good and evil and, you know, Better and uh, less than. Better and less than where, you know, that perspective just really is like, yeah, it exists. And, and uh, you know, there's no need to judge it. It's real. It's there. You know, it's because uh, there's this other thing. It's like, oh, that's not real or this is real or, you know, all that stuff. It's like, I, 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 don't, I forget who said it or where I heard it, but it always really resonated is if you can imagine it, it exists. And, and that just really hit home to validating things because i think we we have a tendency to invalidate so much uh, of our reality or potential reality um and, and that just hinders us so when if you just go go with you know kind of a yes and type concept of yes and yeah that yes that exists and 
and yet instead of no, 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 you know, that just keeps, keeps everything. It, it just fuels that separation game. Like you were saying, you know, if you say no to everything, uh, then, uh, uh then you end up, uh, creating a, a further separation. But if you say yes, and that's not what I want to explore. So you can, you're validating, uh, maybe some sort of evil idea or something, you know, that's not something you want to uh, attract, but yeah, you can kind of say, yes, that it exists. Yes. That demon or that, uh, uh, evil thing or whatever exists, but it's not part of my reality. So, you know, knowing how to discern that. Yeah. It, it, it's, it exists, but if you're not interested in it, then don't focus on it. Focus on right. what you enjoy right. and accept that there are things that you, perhaps you don't prefer that do exist because, um, from this idea mm -hmm. that existence is the one that is the all, anything that exists is part of the one, then judge not lest ye be judged in a sense. If you think something out there is less or more valuable, because that is actually you from another point of view, you're, you're judging yourself. And in some way you'll attract back experiences of being judges is better than or less than. So it's, um, Absolutely. and another idea is to, there's two sides to every coin. So the good, if you're going to create the idea of good and bad, then they're on either side of the coin. On the, you can't just have the one side without the other in that idea of duality, creating the idea of good and bad. They both exist, accept them both and choose the one you prefer to experience. And, um, there's an, it's both sides exist in an infinite number of ways that are always changing. So you can always find one that you actually enjoy. That's uplifting for you. That's new and refreshing and exciting. If you believe that, because again, what you put out is what you get back, what you focus right. on expands. So if we believe that there's always a reality that can be new and fun and refreshing and supportive, meaningful and touching and exhilarating or very peaceful and calming and supportive. If we believe that, and it could be always new and fresh and exciting, then we're putting that out and asking to experience more of that, then we get more of that back. And anything that is, we might think is no fun, then don't focus on that because those exist as well. Because again, distance yeah. being infinite can have those things, except they exist. Don't focus on them. It's the idea of, you probably heard that uh, you have a, a Two dogs come into your house and they both want food and one's very friendly and one's very growling and, and snarls and shows its teeth. So you just feed the one that, that's, that you prefer to spend time with. And the other one will go and find somebody else that'll take care of it. If you don't want to have the snarling ideas and experiences and growling and scratching and biting, then you don't have to. Don't focus on that. Except that it's valid just as the idea of having comfort in your life. And a, and a dog that wags its tail every day and uh, focus on supporting that experience. And maybe the biting, the, the biting dog, uh, growling dog will see how the other dog is like getting rewarded by, you know, wagging its tail and getting, you know, being happy. Maybe I should stop growling. I should get some food. Right. Sure. Uh, Help it. That would be it. It could be an example. So it can make some changes in that way.
But then as as humans, we want to take care of everything. So poor dog growling, even though he's growling, I'm still going to give him some food. So, you know. So some people, that's their most exciting thing and they have the ability and they know how to do it and and they'll do it effectively and help that growling dog change right there. Other people are a bit taken aback by that and they don't have the skill sets to do that. So it's good for them to move out of that and not get bit in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, do you want to, do you want to show us some of your pictures you, and go, get into that part a little bit or? I could, I guess if, yeah. uh, I just, I was, I don't know if some of you have an interest in, uh, in Maui as some of the things that I've, what I was just out recently. Does that show up? Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Got it. Yeah. So I was down in the Hana area, uh, just a few days back. It's a beautiful area. Let's see if I get this over here. Part of the trail walks around there. And how long have you lived in Hawaii? About 15 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Part of the trail out there. Amazing. Is this on the uh, North Shore? So on Maui, this is, this is about as far east. So East, okay. If uh, from this view here, if you look off to the left, you'd be able to see the big island, the big island of Hawaii. Actually, you can. It's actually it's way off in the distance. I can see the the line of the tops of uh, probably Mauna Kea. Okay, big island. And and uh, is that after you you have to go through that really windy road, right, to get to this spot? Yeah. Now, trying to see off in the Maybe in the oh, middle, yeah. sort of to the left, there's some people there in a, in a, in a, pool. In a amazing pool. It's, uh, it's hard for, hard to capture the beauty here. Man. Yeah. Pictures there's kind of, well, there's, there's not a, a bad spot really. <laughs> it's getting more. Give me where you go. It's just a stunning. How, uh, just maybe a quick show of hands. How many people on the call here have been been to Hawaii, been to Maui, been to any of these places. Yeah. Hands pop up. So a lot of you guys know the magic of Hawaii, right? Finally got over to Lanai. So that's a picture of the beach out there on Lanai. Oh, okay. The dolphins Fathers. like this. Dolphins Quite will come people. in there frequently. They didn't come in that day, but they're very, they like to come up to the people when you're out there swimming for a little bit. They'll come by for yeah. four or five minutes and then they move on. Okay. I've had other people tap into this. We go across the boat. There's very mm-hmm. strong energies that feel like uh, crystalline structures that are below the ocean there. It's not that deep. And yeah. the, uh, they feel a sense of a connection to a Lemurian civilization that was a time where, as my understanding, there was, there was also extraterrestrial civilizations coexisting with the Earth humans. And so it was, uh, it was more the idea of what, Aishwa tends to share the idea of uh, civilization supporting each other, being supported by each other. And it's something that uh, it's, I've, I've, I've picked up on some of that energy out in the Sedona area. These are very large uh, crystals that are way below the surface that are um, helping to send that energy out. It's the idea like the haunted house, having your parents outside to make sure you don't get lost in there. So some mm-hmm. of these crystal structures are sending out this energy of what it's like to be 
supported and supporting each other without exception. And so they're sending out ideas from these crystals as you go across in the boat and you're out in some of these places, certainly in some of the places in Sedona and other areas around earth, you, you can really feel some of this energy. Some of us are more sensitized to it than others. And so that's part of that boat, right? We're going right across some of those crystals. So there was a time not too far back when that was land where we were going across on that boat and the mm -hmm. island of Lanai right. and the island of Maui where you could walk. It wasn't an island. It's like a valley. Right, right. Let's see. So then we got. You, got you just confirmed, confirmed uh, a lot of the work that we're doing. Uh, I, I don't know if I've totally done working on a project with uh, uh, Mitchell Hedges' Crystal Skull. Okay. And, uh, which is actually just right downstairs for me right now. They're having a session. <laughs> uh, Bill and uh, some of the people from the retreat. And, uh, and Bill takes the skull around and we're going to be doing some work this week with taking it around to different, uh, uh, spots where it connects into the crystal grid of the planet and, uh, and the crystals, uh, you know, the natural crystals there. And, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, energy coming from it. Uh, uh, people feel the energy coming from, and, and especially when taking it to these spots. Uh, there's a clear activation or energy release and people, intuitives and, and psychics can really feel uh, some major shifts that happen. So I've been filming uh, uh, Bill and, and this work and we've got a TV show now <laughs> that uh, we're working on that's the, it's going to be uh, talking about the exact same thing, you know tapping into the crystal and grids and doing this work. When might the first episode drop show up? Ooh, uh, we're, this is, this is a, a major, we've been filming for almost three years now. Okay. And, uh, we're, we're getting close. At least we, now we have our format, but it's still going to be probably another year before the show is like ready to present to the world doing some filming this week and oh. filling in the holes, but, uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. We get to explore all these things. Oh, who's that? This guy showed up. <laughs> Is that, oh, that's on a scooter. That's on Maui. So now we have ET showing up on people riding their bikes at night. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's a light, a time. bike light parade. They get about 30 people on their bikes with their lights. Oh, wow. And they're really colorful on the wheels and on the frame of the bike and usually have some music. This is the guy who leads it twice a week, the bicycle light parade. And he's always got this green ET guy hanging out that's, with him. That's awesome. Rides around. Spreading the word. And yeah. And going back to sort of what we were talking about earlier is, is just the curiosity and having the conversation uh, around these subjects is helping to get people out of their haunted houses and and, and say, hey, there's something else going on out there. So at all of you guys on the call, I encourage you, and you probably are already doing this, but try to, uh, if the door opens, just a crack, you know, get your foot in there and, and start start having a conversation with people about the possibility of ETs being on the planet and have a conversation. That's, I think that's how we, we make the changes. So Sean, how do you feel about maybe uh, bringing through Aishua or or whoever you feel comfortable bringing through because you definitely connect into more than just Aishua. Yeah. 
Sure. Okay. Okay. Enjoy. Have a good time, guys. Awesome. I'll step Thank aside. You. And uh, see you when I get back. <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. No. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. We, this audience knows. Oh. Wonderful to be here with you in these splitting moments together in this day of our time. Together, we can explore more, more of the infinite that we all are, more of the unconditional love that is all of our actual nature. And with this in mind, heart and mind, I will begin my Blending, sharing, the idea of planetary travel, the spaceship Earth, speeding through your galaxy at a fantastic rate of speed. At an incredible rate of speed relative to the idea of your automobiles and your aeroplanes and your rockets. At this timing, each and every one of you is traveling at an incredibly fast rate of speed relative to those beings of transportation. You are Flying around what you might think of the extremities of a Milky Way galaxy at a much faster rate of speed than those solar systems closer to the center of the galaxy. And this is not something that can be done by just any old space traveler takes a great deal of ingenuity, takes a great deal of humanity, in a sense, a great deal of physicality, of construction of your human body in order for this to work, in order to maintain this experience of life in physical human form, traveling at such a high rate of speed. 
The idea is to know that you most often don't sense the idea of movement at all. Let's say if you're sitting in a chair, you might feel very still and stationary. And yet, always this physical lifetime, you are moving at a fantastic rate of speed. There is then the ability to become more aware of this speed of travel, of movement, of acceleration. To invite yourself, if you will, to become more aware of the speed at which you are traveling around the center of your Milky Way galaxy. Strap in when you do this, in a sense. Be sure you're seated stationary. You can hold on to your chair, so to speak. As you invite the sensation of the speed you're traveling to connect more to your awareness. Now, it's not likely you'll tune in to the actual speed that you're traveling, but you can begin to sense more of the speed you're traveling at a rate that can be quite exhilarating for you. Quite fallen. And in a way, fulfilling. And in doing this, know also that it is a speed of experience, speed of transmission of thought and emotion and location. To be where you are, to do what you're doing is something that you are doing you might say in a more super conscious level, subconscious level. So that inviting your awareness of the speed of travel and knowing that in experience the speed of travel more, you will begin to tune into how you're doing it enough so that that knowingness will support your ability to connect to more of the love. That is in the center, that is in the exterior, that is within all of this accelerated rate of movement. All the while seeming to sit still, perhaps in a room, in a meditative state of being. And this consciousness then, the experience of it speeding up, will allow you to speed up your motor, your inner motor your heart motor, your mind motor, your brain motor, your physiological motor, so that you can become faster in making transitions of letting go of the old anchors that no longer are needed, the old ideas of separation and limitation that are no longer necessary. And in this, then, it will begin to grow like fruit upon a tree. And you will more often receive downloads or ideas, awarenesses, experiences, spontaneously, synchronistically in your life on any and all given days, that you can reach out and take hold of with your conscious awareness, like a fruit on a tree. Pull it off the tree. Have a bite. Taste it. Take it in. Digest it. Ingest it. Let the consciousness 
the information, the love, the knowledge, and these accelerated rates of being flow through your internal being. So it will awaken you to more of your eternity, your eternalness, the eternity of the love that you are in ways that are very fulfilling, very enjoyable, very freeing, very nurturing, very nutritious, nutritious for your physical physiology the biochemistry in your body, as well as the idea of a sense of emotion. It's emotions that are more in a sea that floats you to the surface of fulfilling moments, of having thoughts and sensations that you're excited about, that you are so joyful to have. You can't help but share them with another friend before you, in front of you, or complete stranger. Suddenly, you are just talking to someone in front of you. Perhaps you are walking along a park, bench, sitting down, perhaps, reaching out to a stranger or to a friend or a family to a loved one, to an unknown one, suddenly just sharing some fascinating, joyous idea that just flowed into your beingness, like the fruit from the tree that you reached out and brought into your life. Such that you are touching your life in this way, but those that you speak to, you reach out to, maybe a simple smile, maybe a simple hello, maybe a simple those nails that you have on your fingers are astounding. The colors, whoa, it's amazing. The look in your eyes, the energy glowing from your body. Your face is looking sad, but there's this buoyant energy about your body that is really captivating to me. Thank you for being present in my life in this moment and captivating my attention so that I could enjoy your presence, appreciate your presence in my life. Such that sharing, such a simple statement to a stranger who perhaps was looking serious and had a frown on their face, that might touch them clear out whatever that thought was that was bringing the frown upon their face, clear it away, send it away to some other place that neither of you need to explore again in this, in this lifetime. That that person then might say thank you or might even have a blush upon their face. And Perhaps again, not will you see that person, but know that person will be so uplifted and so simply from your connecting to them. Such a brief moment. It will be very powerful for them as they carry that experience into their life, into those who they know and connect with through that day and in the future days. Connecting to more and more people, activating more and more people, a bit like dominoes. You started the flow of the dominoes 
And they're not really falling down. They're moving forward and touching the lives of others as those are touched and move forward. Not really falling down and becoming still and stagnant, waiting for you to pick them up again, but moving forward in ever accelerating ways that they may begin to become more aware of the accelerated speeds at which you are all traveling at in each moment, no matter how still you may perceive yourself to be, even as though you may be sitting or standing still. At all time, you are moving at accelerated, accelerated speeds. And invite those accelerated speeds for that isn't just a speed of moving from one place to another very quickly. It is a consciousness that makes this possible. And the consciousness contains an intelligence and understanding that is very complex. And you don't need to know all the formulas. You don't need all the algorithms. You don't need to know all the one, two, threes and ABCs for this to function for you. To understand that it exists, to invite it to flow through you, allows it to begin to function for you and with you, that you can then bring it through. And so on the simple level, it is to invite in moments of stillness, perhaps sitting down and calming yourself, calming your mind and inviting a few moments of meditation in a calm space and invite this speed that you are generating move around your Milky Way galaxy to invite that speed and the consciousness and intelligence contained therein to begin to become more within your awareness. Invite it into more of your awareness in ways that you can utilize fulfillingly, in exceedingly fast, fulfilling and nurturing ways. That's simple. And then allow it to happen. When you plant a seed in the soil, you don't analyze all of the activities that are taking place that allow the seed to grow into a plant, into a tree that then has branches and then flowers and then fruit comes upon those branches. You understand it happens. The intelligence is contained therein. It is the planting of the seed that allows for the fruit to come upon your experience. So in this case, the planting of the seed is the sitting down and the choosing to invite the speed, think of it like the seed, to become into your awareness and choosing to focus on this, to know that it is real, to invite it into your awareness. That is like the watering of the seed, the nurturing of this idea and this understanding. So that it may begin to grow and break the soil and make light of day and put up a trunk and branches, flowers and fruits. This then is very simple in the way I'm describing how to do this. But it doesn't happen unless you take the steps. If you don't put the seed in the soil, the fruit will not find you, will not find a reality before you. But if you do it, it will grow within you. And what type of tree, what type of fruit? Well, there's more than one. There are multiple. And they're not necessarily all fruit, but they are all in that sense supportive of you, nourishing for you, fulfilling for you, expansive for you. 
invite the speed that you are creating to become more in your awareness and the intelligence contained therein to find you, to serve you, to support you. This intention will allow it more to become more a part of your reality. Open this door that this reality may encompass you more. And ask that it be done in ways that are for you fun and fulfilling and meaningful, comfortable for you. And only that, in a sense, uplifting for you. Therein, thank you for allowing this time of the sharing. Thank you. I will. Move it forward then if you have there those of you that would like to share experience or have some questions related to the idea of your joyful, loving, unconditional nature. Awesome. I'll, uh, maybe you folks can start to raise their hand if they have questions and I'll pop in a quick one here. Um, when you're talking about sowing the seeds and, and then this, 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 spinning around the galaxy, you know, and earth going through, uh, cycles in a sense, it's, it's my understanding. Maybe you could elaborate that right now is we're move as we're moving through, you know, the space time spaceship earth, it seems like the season for sowing these seeds is like, we're in the prime season for this. Is this correct? Yes, you are. Not the first, not the last, but this is a great, uh, great deal of sunshine and water, so to speak, to serve, to assist in the seeds, to grow, to flourish, to mature, to fruit in that sense. And, and is this, uh, how is this time related to, let's say, our, we were just talking about the ancient Lemurian times. I know it's a different cycle, but see, it does seem similar in, in ways. There are, in that sense, no physically obvious extraterrestrials interacting with your civilization at this time in the way they were in one of those periods of time where those of Earth's origin were knowingly interacting with those humans that were from other planets off of Earth was understood, it was under known, wasn't unusual in that sense, was appreciated in that way. So today, this isn't obviously the way it is. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if we're sort of heading, you know, I, I guess this go, opens up a whole can of worms of topics of disclosure and, and uh, you know, uh, contact in the physical sense on a regular basis amongst many people. We know that's on the horizon. I know we're not there yet, but, uh, it, it feels we could, maybe that could be some of the seeds that we're sowing here for this new, I, these new ideas and concepts. Most certainly you are doing very much this indeed in wonderful ways, in new ways. Yeah. Thank you for bringing about these opportunities as you are doing, each and every one of you, in the ways you are choosing 
to participate, to experience this growth and expansion. We know Aisha was a bit of a time traveler um, for Earth and our Earth sense. Uh, how much time has Aishua, if any, spent in these Lemurian time periods? I know it's a vast period to, to, to have spent in, but has that been part of Aishua's exploration? Yes, in physical form, some interaction with those of Earth humans in this civilization just spoken about. In a sense, this is I, Aishua, my current location, in a sense as if I'm bridging a couple different timelines that coexist simultaneously. There is that one, and there is this one. You are focused your awareness within. It is, in a sense, my current location. You could say well above this region of Hawaiian islands. Yes, what you would think of as a hmm, spacecraft of sorts. Yes, so. Bridging, bridging these timelines, parallel realities of sorts, coexisting in the consciousness of these civilizations to help that your civilization can connect to more of those experiences that will serve your current experience here in uplifting way. Does that give you a little more clarity on the ideas you're asking about? Yeah. Yeah. Just confirming what I think we, most of us probably already felt that, that there was this, uh, Lemurian Aishua Yael connection. Um, and, wow. and, and, and Atlantis, is that a different time period or is that, uh, sort of interconnected with the Lemurian time periods? There are timelines on earth where they coexisted. There are timelines where they were little more separate in a sense. One began, existed, came to an end, and then the other one shortly thereafter came to exist. But there is some timelines where they do overlap. And so it isn't just one idea in a sense. So, do you understand that coexisting? Absolutely, yeah. All and the while, another what they do not coexist. Right. The coexisting and, and the not coexisting both exist. Separately. They, and yes, and they do coexist as well. It's this and that in a sense. It, is that in a sense uh, sort of how we are coexisting with these timelines when we enter in these realms of Hawaii? Or uh, it's in our sense, I guess it's more of a, imagine in the imagination or a dream time or in other realms, but it definitely is attainable. Those, those realities are overlapping into ours to a certain yes. extent. Yeah. Just as yours can overlap into there. Not to say that you will be moving into that most similar to that type of civilization will be different. Yes. There will be more similarities than you have today, where you are most likely headed, but then there will be quite a few differences as well. Most likely, as the energies are presenting themselves 
in the moment I am sharing this with you. For there is more than one timeline before you. You may shift to other ones between now and those other ones manifesting in your experience of them. I see. So perhaps because of my journey and, you know, explorations with crystal skulls and, uh, uh, ETs and these things. So, so I'm sort of connecting into these, uh, uh, timelines of Atlantis and Lemuria because they're of high resonance with the work I'm doing now. Yeah. It is. And it's, and if I shift to another profession or <laughs> shift to another, uh, exploration, then perhaps I might. Uh, my experiences in the timelines, you know, different ideas that I haven't got in my field of view now could, would become more of the resonant timelines for, for my, my, in a sense, my past would change. Yes. And that which you tune into will change as well. Right. Being a feedback loop for my present, past, and future would all start to shift in a different way. Yeah. And even perhaps a feedback spiral. Feedback spiral. Yep. Yeah, feedback spiral. I like that. <laughs> well, awesome. I, I, I could go on forever, guys. So you're going to have to raise your hands for some questions. Otherwise, uh, you're going to have to listen to my, my, my uh, craziness. All right. We got some hands up. Uh, Gita, hop in there with your question. Okay. Hi. Hi, Gina. I, I have, um, you really piqued my curiosity immediately with, uh, in your narrative when you were talking so beautifully about, about in detail, the trees and, and the gift of the trees and, this is so relative to me because I just recently moved to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And by the way, I went sailing last weekend and, and someone said that we're, we're parallel to Hawaii. So we're, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the zone and I'm feeling such, such a connection with your words and, and especially relating it to trees because a couple of weeks ago, I, I went outside on the grounds where I live, and there was this beautiful, enormous tree that was filled with iguana and all of this beautiful nature. And then I received a download, a meditation that I am to share with clients because I want to bring clients here on retreat to this beautiful place in Mexico. I've already, I've already discovered reishi mushroom. I've already, this, this download of this meditation with the tree and it's tree beard. My, my son who is spirit is correcting me. It's tree beard. Um, if you watch the Lord of the Rings, the second episode, tree beard was, was a prominent character. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. The connection you're talking about, the flowers, the seeds, the branches, the leaves, the Trees have so much wisdom to share with us. Is that, am I right? Is that true? Yes. Yes, they do. Thank you. It can at times 
if when you're in communication with a tree, seem like it's a tree, but it can also be the gathering of trees coming from one tree, but it could be a voice of the trees in the area collectively communicating with you. Yeah. If that is a joy for you, invite more of those connections and communications. Excited and they can be to communicate and share with you. As uplifting as it can be for you, for them as well, it can be so. Do Gina have more about this questions or sharings at this timing? I'm trying, I'm trying to language what I'm feeling with, with this connection because it, it's just so beautiful. Um, the seeds and in in, in this meditation that I receive, I, I'm really excited to share it with people because it, it's a, it progresses with just standing under the tree and taking the tree's energy in with our eyes and then moving closer to the tree and taking in the energy of the tree with our ears and going through all of our physical senses and then the magical connection with the trees with our extraordinary senses. And that's what I felt when you were giving your narrative. You just kept coming back to the trees and the, the beauty of the trees. So thank you for that. Thank you, Gina. Yes, much love in this expression of experience, always in all ways with you. Okay, I, I, I must say one more thing with what you just said. Um, when I first watched your interview with, with Ruben uh, on the Gaia series, I, I took notes because, as I mentioned earlier, my, my son is my son transcended to light in February of 2019, and he has never stopped communicating with me. And I am presently writing down his book. He's, he's speaking his book to me very loudly in spirit. And... I took several notes of things that you said in that interview, and you just said it again. One of the most profound messages he repeats over and over in the book is, he calls me Madre de la Tierra because I was his earth mother. And he says, Madre de la Tierra, I am with you always, in all ways. So I know you and my son are friends. <laughs> I know you are together. and. I know he is in your care and you're in his care, and I'm so grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, dear one and dear son. Much love with you always. In all ways. Thank you, Dina. Daniel, you, you have your hand up. Go ahead. Hi, Ashwa. Um, Hello, Daniel. Hello. Nice to speak with you. Joyful being time. with you as well. Yeah. I had uh, the pleasure of reading the book, Avatars of the Phoenix Lights. It was such a, an enjoyable read. It's such a great material. I'd like to, first of all, to thank you for that. Thank you, Daniel. 
Thank you. Yeah. That, that event, the Phoenix Lights, it's been a while. From our perspective, from our timeline, it's been like 25 years down the road. And uh, even though that's not a, like a long time in the grand scheme of things, uh, it is kind of a long time for a human life. So I'm wondering as like um, in your role as first contact kind of role, like helping us uh, open up to this reality, to consciousness and to, to creating this awareness. From a while back, 25 years ago, does this seem like we are on the right track or is it going too slow or maybe is it going at the pace you expected at the time? I know you have a different perspective on time, but um, I think that's my question. Is, or can we expect to have more events like that or is the UAP phenomenon that is currently going on and being more discussed, is it also something that the Yahyaal are being involved with? Um, I think that's my two, my questions. Are you still involved with that, with those phenomenon? Or, and are we on the right track or we are off track or going too slow, perhaps? There is a version of your reality that moves into the connection with our and other extraterrestrial civilizations that are of a high level of wisdom of the heart, of a joy, of support. It is a reality, again, that is available for your civilization to tune into, to attract, to become connected to fully. And that is something that, as far as the date on the calendar, has not been posted yet, hasn't been decided yet. It will happen, you could say, more organically, most likely. The idea is that it will be when you and your world are most resonant with that part of our world, that we are most similar in vibration, that the frequencies match such that we resonate together enjoyably in that sense. So when that is going to occur is not then foretold. Your civilization is working through much of the old ideas and patterns of control and limitation and separation. You could say the people in charge of the haunted house, in a sense, some of them forgot that it is for entertainment on certain levels and they try in some senses, to keep everybody locked in, in a sense. So that is, again, a choice, neither right nor wrong, in the sense that all things in existence are equal to all things that exist. But which choices do you prefer to be a part of? Choose the ones that are exciting most for you and focus on those that they may be the ones you attract, in a sense. UAP is then, again, part of those perhaps trying to control the narrative, you could say. Trying to control the narrative, you could say. This then is another reality that your civilization could potentially go down that would extend the time before your and our civilization would meet up. 
easily, openly in public locations. So if that excites someone, focus on that idea. But if it doesn't, then focus on the idea of contact with us that is enjoyable for you. Don't look outside for how this could happen or how it is happening, but choose the ways that you would enjoy for it to happen and put those out. Talk about how you would like contact to unfold with others and talk about it for yourself. Write about it, paint pictures about it, make songs about it, poetry. It is then the more you focus on the ways you would like it to unfold, the more then that becomes the reality that can unfold. As an analogy, let's say you're a single person and you want to go on a date. Even if it's a blind date, you want it to be someone that has some compatibility with you. And that is perhaps the idea to put out. You want to go out and meet someone that is compatible with you, not someone that is completely strange. You don't want to be told who you have to go out on a date with. That could be someone that's completely in odds to who you truly are and are enjoying experience. So the idea then is to decide what you would like this person to be like you're going on a date with. Do you want them to be able to smile easily? Do you want them to be able to be with you and accept who you are, to be able to allow you to express your joy for life, things that are uncomfortable for you, things that are comfortable for you. What would you like this person to be like? <laughs> there are many variables that a person can express in life. The way they carry themselves, the way they think, their belief systems, do they accept others? not accepting of certain others. What would you like this person to be like? What would you like the civilization of extraterrestrial origin to be like? Think about it, write about it, express it, share it with others. It can be very simple to do this. You don't have to share it with others, but share it with yourself. Meditate on it with yourself. The more you come from the heart, the joy, the love, the excitement, feeling nature, of contact with extraterrestrial human beings of that light, that are like that, that you want to connect with, the more you attract a civilization like ours, more resonant we become to you. Again, like resonances attract each other. Easier it becomes for us to connect with you. So, the idea then is really to understand, not to look outside yourself for other sources to tell you if or not if disclosure is occurring, if or not if some sighting is or is not that it is loving or something you need to create defenses to protect yourselves from. Civilizations that can destroy your planet, you cannot protect your planet from. Your planet has not been destroyed because there are no civilizations that want to do that to you. There are multiple civilizations that want to help you get out of the haunted house, help you reconnect to your heart. They are like the parents, in a sense, the brothers and sisters that have stayed outside that are here to gather you up, to help you out in ways that can be fun, like a homecoming, in a sense. And they are individuals that you actually do know 
even though you may not know, you know them. And they're individuals that not only do you know them, but you have deep feelings of excitement to spend time with, joyful experiences with. So they are not really strangers. They are family of heart, a feeling of joy, of fulfillment, of feeling each moment as being a meaningful and rewarding and satisfying and gratifying. It is then that civilization that I am part of, and there are others too. So the more you express desire and meditate and feel and talk about connecting to those, the more that synergy can take place synchronistically. And that then we become closer and closer to matching your vibration as you become closer and closer to our vibration. And therein, knowing who we are makes it easier for you to know when the contact will occur and where the contact will occur and how many places it will occur. And there will be then no need to check in on the local news to see when or how or who. You will simply begin to know, to feel, to be guided to locations with a knowing of who's coming, when they're coming, what they look like, and you'll have excitement to be there. An inner knowingness of when this is going to occur. When this timeline is going to unfold becomes something you more and more of you begin to know. So the disclosure comes from within. Those of you who want and talk and imagine and explore and what and who you want to connect with. What it looks like, what it feels like, what we are capable of being for you, doing with you, in a sense, like a blind date. You're going on a blind date with an extraterrestrial civilization. What qualities do you want us to have? Do you want your news to tell you what your date's going to be like, to decide for you? Or do you want to decide? Do you want to attract and put out Oh, I want someone that I'm going to meet to have this quality, that quality, this, that, that, and this. And perhaps to even have qualities that will surprise and excite you, to bring tears of joy through you in ways you hadn't even thought or imagined or ever experienced in this lifetime before. So invite all of those as possibilities when you explore what you would like the date with an extraterrestrial civilization to be like. And that makes it easier for our civilization to match yours. The real destruction can come from only staying in a limited, separated state. And again, that is going to be about how you want to define belief systems as to whether that's your destruction or just a way of choice. To be controlled and manipulated more and more, to be separated and limited more and more, it's just a choice. It's not necessarily better than the, how our civilization is. It's a choice. They both exist in multiple ways. They are both then equal because they both exist. Which ones do you prefer? Know that the ones that I and my civilization come from are a choice for you and your civilization to date us, to not really date, to get back into connection with a homecoming of sorts to live with a civilization like ours once again, to coexist, 
once again, with people that live off planet, is a real possibility. And there are timelines where this does exist in that sense of simultaneous time. So you aren't really doing anything wrong. Follow your heart as best you can in each moment is the path to always take to allow you to then perhaps quicken the likening to match our vibration, but enjoy it each moment of the way. Don't have expectations in a sense. Allow yourself to enjoy each day as best as you can, accepting what is unfolding for you. Whether it's here you are with us or not having unfolded, whatever is unfolding, us present or not, accept and enjoy it as best you can. Find ways, allow yourself to know you can enjoy whether we are here now or not. And let that be perfectly in alignment with what you prefer to be experiencing. Knowing you are on the path that will bring you the next moment of more and the most joy fulfilling experience available for you. For when you follow your joy in each moment as best you can, follow your excitement, your love, your peacefulness, your sense of serenity, compassion, caring, upliftment. When you follow those as best you can in each moment, then you will get back more experiences of that. Again and again and again. And when and where and how, if they do show up, won't really matter to you because you will have been following and experiencing those qualities in each moment of your life. Each moment along the way, feeling and experiencing the most enjoyable path in each moment will have become the life that you are living. So don't feel we are absent. Find in each moment the joys that are present that you can experience in each moment. Daniel? Yes. Do you have a question about this? No. Thank you very much. It was very, very nice answer. And, and it was great to connect again with those ideas from the book. And yes. From, yeah. It was very, very nice. Wonderful. Living with you through the reading of the Look, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Daniel. Much love to you always in all ways. Thank you. Much love. You just gave me so many ideas on an intergalactic Tinder app, um, but I'll work on that on my spare time. Uh, uh, Olivia, <laughs> Olivia, you have a question. That's awesome, Ruben. Um, yes. Hello, Ishua. It's so great to be with you with this now. Um, my question is, there's two sides to it. On the one hand, the past few months, really this past month, I've been seeing many uh, physical signs of specifically the Yahyao being around um, me. And so I was tuning in and around New York City, which is where I'm presently at. And so when I would tune in, what I would see was these massive light kind of downloads that would hit the city, specifically, especially with water 
rain and wind. Uh, and I could really feel these transmissions of light coming down over the city. And I guess my question is, is I was wondering, if, is there anything I can do from the ground up to help facilitate with that? Because I can feel it coming from above. If there's anything I can do as I'm physically here to help facilitate that is number one. And I guess the second question is, is I keep... One at a time. One at a time. And I, I missed your name. Oh, Olivia. Olivia. Yes. And your first question is, is there anything you can do to prevent the rain and wind or to bring it? No, no to help facilitate the downloads of light that are coming from, uh, from, a, from, I just, when I would go into meditation, I would see these lights, like it would almost look like lightning, but not like lightning, just downloads of light hitting New York City. Consciousness of those there. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I was just wondering if there's anything I can do from the ground because yes. I keep... As it's exciting for you, allow yourself to re-experience that. If there's a way you can express that written or you could, if you enjoy drawing or painting or musically or talking to others in a sense, share the idea of that Light energy, cleansing and strengthening the consciousness of the people there in the city, infusing them with more of awareness of their infinite, unconditionally loving nature, infusing them with more of the awareness of their infinite, unconditionally loving nature. And how that will manifest for each of them will be different in some ways, similar, yes, but unique to in other ways as well. In this, you become a beacon of this energy, like the wind and the rain, unto, through you, as though you are a force of nature. Clearing and cleansing out the old and bringing in this other way, new way. Yay. Olivia, do you understand? Is that clear for you? Or could I be a little more specific in some fashion for your first question? That's crystal clear. Thank you. That was perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I love the uh, idea of, of being a force of nature. That's really, that will be really fun to play with. Um, I guess my second question is, I, I, there's been so many signs of these hybrid buses and things that literally say the word hybrid, or even sometimes I, I got a, and on the street, I saw something that said Essesani, um, like very strong signs coming in. And I just want to make sure that I'm not missing if there's a message that's not coming through or, or why there's so much of this energy around me at this present time. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask that because I can always go within, but I, I have been. I just want to make sure um, because you're here. Why not? Why not give it a an ask? 
Yes, the question, thank you. Always, you may, if it's a joy and you feel motivated to ask. Yes, put it here, put it there, put it out here, in a sense. So it is not then you need to miss anything, for there is more as you do this, attracting more of these ideas to you and your experience and awareness. There are a multitude of these. Need not catch them all. Yes, there will be those that will pass by. I just about almost got that. I just got away from me. You will get the ones right here in your heart. And others may pass. They may circle back at a different timing and then catch you with your heart perfectly in timing therein. So enjoy the ones that you do catch and the ones that seem to slip by. Don't think of it as a miss. Just think of it as timing. It will come back around in the appropriate timing. And heart-centered, you will meet up with. Do you follow that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yes. And is there another from you, Olivia, at this time? No. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thank you, Olivia. And much love to you always in all ways. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, we have, let's see, we have one, one quick question from the chat. Um, let's see, Mark wanted to ask, uh, what kinds of things are they, I'm assuming the IEL, looking forward to doing with us when we can coexist and I'm assuming coexist in a physical realm. The experience of being with our family in these extended ways that we may bring together inner ways of being once again. It is a remembering of facets of our experience, members of our life that we have not connected and communicated with for some time. In a sense, this is one of that we look forward to in like a homecoming. So much to share. So much to interact with. To intertwine. Which feels our being with more joy as it fulfills and fills up more of your being in ways that are fun, fresh, and new, and exciting for us and you. It is then also sometimes like when you have had a dear loved one travel, go away, and you haven't seen or heard from in some time. Lo and behold, they arrive and you meet up with them after the time apart. Maybe you meet them at the airport or they arrive in your drive in a car knocking on your front door. And there is that love, the hugs, the tears of joy. There may not be a lot you talk about at first or at all. Just being together again goes deeply, deeply into a place 
Let the heart, the wisdom of the heart, the intelligence, enjoy, feel, so satisfying, so completionary easy. Oh, coming together, becoming more, not just who you perceive yourself to be, but you begin to become more that individual as well as that individual becoming more youth. As your civilization becomes more with ours, ours more with yours, you become a more civilization. More of a civilization, experiencing each of you life in new ways, because your whole civilization is more of a civilization, experiencing more of the infinite, more of life in space, inner space and outer space, experiential space and the physical space you can touch and see and smell. It is a realm of fascination for us to connect with you and simply to say, to see eye to eye and to feel the love once again with our family, perhaps is one of the simplest ideas you can relate to, to connect with somebody and to let your eyes connect with their eye and to feel deep comfort in that eye-to-eye -eye connection. There is a depth of experience when you let the eyes connect to merge, to meld, to be in those moments more one instead of two people more one beings it can feel so it can feel so it can feel so and i think you know what i'm saying when i say it can feel so to gather deeply. And this is one thing we look forward to. Not to discount all the other ideas I just spoke of before, the eye-to-eye -eye contact. More, yes? Thank you, Mark. Much love to you always and always as well. It's new. Um, well, I want to honor our time today. So, uh, maybe we'll bring Sean back and, uh, and, uh, do a little closing. Very well. I will step aside and Sean will come back. Much love to you all, always, even always.
There he is. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Oh, good. How'd it go? Good, good. Some nice gems in there. Uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, meditating and feeling and connecting into this. Good stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I, I wanted to do a quick sharing of a... Um, here you go. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this this uh, video, perhaps. Sorry. So when Aishua and you too, Sean, were talking about, you know, the, the traveling on, on the, on the, in a spiral with the, uh, earth and, 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 um, our, our sun moving through space and we're moving at this incredibly fast time. Uh, it just reminded me this image of how, uh, the planets rotate around our sun and then our sun is rotating around the Milky way. And it's not in a sort of the stagnant fashion that we're used to the models that we see of the universe. Yeah. So this, this oh, really fun. helps represent, yeah. I think how, and imagine our sun rotating around, you know, the, the central sun and the other, uh, our nearby galaxies, solar systems. So, uh, it's just one of many, you can do a search and kind of see this stuff, but yeah, I just wanted to give sort of the share the, uh, the, the visual that I was seeing when we were having that conversation. All right. There Sweet. it goes. So thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on the call. This was fantastic. Uh, and, uh, it's always good to just have a, a reconnection time with, with you and our friend Aichua. Oh, lovely. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Ruben. Enjoyed interacting with you and the group here. Appreciate having an opportunity to step in and be a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you for, for coming on and, and sharing it. Uh, it's just always a pleasure. Thank you. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, step aside now and uh, like, uh, uh, probably have some food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get grounded. <laughs> All right. Take okay. care, guys. Thanks. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you like this interview. We actually do this every week on my membership portal page. You can access it through interviewwithed.org or uh, click on the link uh, somewhere in here. I'll put a link and uh, come over and join us. You too can ask questions every week. We have new special guests and you get to ask questions directly to the channelers and to the beans that they channel. So see you in the portal.